podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC the day before. The Reds begin their 2022-2023 Premier League campaign away to Fulham. Jurgen Klopp has given his press conference, and to be quite honest, not much good news has come out of it. Uh, Ox and Curtis Jones are just out. No timetables given for return. Ibu Kanate likely to be out for a month, maybe longer. Not great, considering when he was taken off in that game, we were told it was just precautionary. Klopp said today, Nat Phillips might be kept around. I mean, it's incredibly unfair on Nat Phillips that he'll just be kept around for another four months, waste another four months of his career just to cover an injury. But it is in the best interest of the club to have a fourth centre-back. Now, you'd much rather that be Seb Vandenberg than Nat Phillips, but it is what it is. Uh, We're still fairly well stocked there. I would still imagine that Fabinho would be more likely to play there than Nat. So, you know, Nat's basically going to stay as the fifth-choice centre-back because Fab can drop in. Fab was outstanding when played there in the... 2021 season other than when he had to play with Henderson because, well, no one looked good playing next to Henderson at centre-back. But Henderson can fill in as the number six when Fab drops in at centre-back. So we'll be fine there, but it's still a bit of a pain in the arse to lose Ibu um, for any period of time. Cuivin Kelleher is out for another couple of weeks. Jota is out for another couple of weeks. But the good news is that Ali is back and Nabi should train today, so should be back for tomorrow. Likely on the bench, obviously. I would guess that the team will be the team that started the Community Shield. Allison, oh, sorry, except for Allison coming in for Adrian. Allison in goal, Trent, Joel, Virgil, Andy Robertson. Brian, Fabinho, and Thiago, Mo, Bobby, and Diaz. Now, I do think there's a good call here to play Darwin Nunes from the start, considering one of the Fulham centre-backs will either be Tim Ream, who has always looked way out of his depth in the Premier League, or Shane Duffy who had a decent bounce-back season last year, but that was off the back of two fairly poor seasons. And they're the type of slow, plodding centre-backs that Darwin is very good at exposing. 
I think we should go there and beat them heavily. They haven't done nearly enough in the transfer market to ready themselves for the Premier League level. They'll likely have Bernd Leno and Gold, the new signing from Arsenal. A signing that, while they got a good price in the end, they dragged it out and waited for far too long to get that deal done. Kevin Mbappé, the new right-back, again, another deal that dragged on for them. He'll likely start. Anthony Robinson likely starts at left-back. Tolson, and I would guess Tim Ream as the starting centre-backs. In midfield, I would guess Paulinho, Harrison, ha- Harrison Reed, and maybe Stephen Kearney starts as well. And then perhaps Andreas Pereira, maybe Cabano. And Mitrovic. Harry Wilson's out. Manor Solomon hasn't been registered yet because Shakhtar haven't given his um, registration to UEFA. So he's likely not going to be able to play. They don't really have any depth in attack. You know, they've got Bobby D. Cordova, Reed, Ivan Cavaliero, players that aren't exactly going to frighten you. Josh Onema could be another option in midfield. Uh, This is not a particularly good Fulham team. They've got a decent manager. Now, forget what happened at Everton. Marco Silva's a decent manager. Um, But we should have more than enough to go there and inflict a fairly heavy whooping on them. And that's what we should be looking for. A fairly heavy whooping here. Before we go around the main Liverpool sides, a couple of other things to touch on. Uh, Gary Neville doing his usual Gary Neville thing of writing off Liverpool ahead of a new season. Uh, he says he thinks City will run away with the title this year. Now, Gary Neville is the same man who, prior to the beginning of the 1920 season, said that Man United will win a title before we did. So, I mean, the guy is, he's either trolling or he's a complete imbecile. Based on most of his commentary and what he has to say about different things, he's, he's clearly not an imbecile. So my guess is he is just either, well, he, he could be, he could be just in a firm state of denial about the gulf between us and his beloved Manchester United, um, he might well think that we're on a similar level to United. Remember, he did pick them to win the league last year. Uh, so, and, and then he tried to claim they're one of the four best teams in Europe while they were getting whooped by average teams. Um, it is always funny when Neville does Neville things. It really is. Makes a show of himself on a regular basis. The other thing that's important to touch on today is Martin Tyler, who, while giving an interview with the BBC, uh, BBC Radio, 
to talk about his tenure with Sky Sports, the fact that he's, firstly, the fact that he's held up as some sort of icon of the Premier League era is just, is all that's wrong with the Premier League era. Martin Tyler's never been a good commentator, ever. Ever. You put his work up against John Motson, Barry Davies, David Chapman, Clive Tilsley. You put his work, Peter Drury, you put his work against theirs, it's not even comparable. Those guys existed on a exist and existed on a completely different level to Tyler. Largely because Tyler never worked in radio. Just sort of worked, weaseled his way into television and never learned to be descriptive in his commentary. You watch a game where Drury or Tilsley or an old game where Motson or Davies or, or anyone like that was commentating and they gave you great descriptive commentary. They could turn a bad game into an enjoyable game. You could close your eyes and picture the game. With Martin Tyler, he sounds like he'd rather be anywhere else. It's almost like, you know, having to go and do the football is taking away from his time painting his miniature figures. He's just a very odd man and a, and a poor commentator. A poor, poor commentator. Anyway, during this interview, he spoke about the beginning of the Premier League and how, I can't think the exact context, but basically how English football was in the doldrums because of, and I quote, Hillsborough and other hooligan-related incidents. Now, the way he said it left absolutely no doubt, no room for argument that he was including Hillsborough with hooligan-related incidents. Now, that is an abomination of a statement to make. He's come out and given one of the weakest apologies I've ever seen. I don't even know if it classifies as an apology. I really don't. Neil Jones tweeted out the um, quote-unquote apology. Martin Tyler said, This morning, while discussing various crises facing football 30 years ago, I referred to some examples including the Hillsborough disaster, and also controversy over hooliganism at matches. These are two separate issues. There is no connection at all between the Hillsborough disaster and hooliganism. I know that, and I was not implying that there was. I apologise sincerely and wholeheartedly for any misunderstanding. So what he's saying there is, he didn't mean it that way. You're just stupid, and that's the way you took it. You have a misunderstanding of what he said. But if that was the case, why did he use the word other? Why did he say Hillsborough and other hooligan-related incidents? There was no implication. There was an explicit statement from Martin Tyler. 
And the only reason he's apologising is because there's been such a backlash. The BBC have also issued a statement. It's weak as anything as well. But this, from a supposed professional with over 30 years experience in the game, is disgusting. And if Sky Sports had any decency, Martin Tyler would be facing some sort of punishment for this. Now, I'm not calling for the man to be sacked for this because he should be sacked purely on the basis that he's crap at his job. But Sky has to take action about this. This is an absolute outrage. The statement was a disgrace. The apology is an embarrassment. And it is basically telling people, that's not what I said. You're just stupid. And that's what you took from what I said. What you said was very, very clear, Mr. Tyler. Very, very clear. We'll go around the main sites. This is Anfield. Have some bits from Klopp's press conference, including uh, the updates on the injured players. Uh, old Henry Jackson has put together uh, this is Anfield's predictions uh, for the coming season. So Matt Ladson has Liverpool winning the league, City, Spurs and Arsenal in the top four. With Everton, Leeds and Bournemouth going down, Brendan Rodgers sacked as the first manager sacked, Salah to win the golden boot, Forrest as the surprise team, and Gabriel Jesus is the best new signing. Jack Lusby, Liverpool winning the league, City, Spurs and Chelsea. He's got Everton, Leeds and Fulham going down. Tuchel, the first manager, sacked, which is a strange shout. Uh, Forrest is a surprise team. He's got Vernica Williams as the best signing and Salah as the golden boot winner. Uh, Joanna Durkin also has Liverpool first, City second, then Chelsea third, Spurs fourth, Everton, Fulham and Bournemouth going down. That's the three I have as well uh, in that order too. Ralph Hasenhutl as the first manager sacked. Forrest is a surprise team. Ivan Perisic as the best new signing. He's a free transfer. No, he's not. We need to get the word free transfer needs to be taken out of the vocabulary of a lot of people that commentate on football or comment on football. It is only a free transfer if we're talking about a young player who's been released. Then it's a free transfer. If it's a senior player who's run out his contract, it's a Bosman transfer, and he is getting an enormous signing-on fee. So it's not a free transfer. Anyway, Salah to win the golden boot. Jack Sear, um, Liverpool City, Spurs, Chelsea, Leeds, Fulham, and Bournemouth. He's got Frankie de Tory as the first manager sacked. Brentford as a surprise team. Haaland as the best new signing. And Salah winning the golden boot. Uh, Henry, Salah, Golden Boot, Gabriel Jesus, best signing. I think there must be some glue getting sniffed around. This is Anfield. Uh, Forrest as a surprise team. Between Lampard, Hasselhout, and Tuchel as the first manager sacked. Bournemouth, Fulham and Brentford down. Uh, also winning 
City second, Spurs and Chelsea. Here's Matchett. Matchett's up next. So he's got Liverpool winning the title. City, Spurs, Chelsea. He's got Southampton, Fulham and Bournemouth going down. Bubakar, Kamara, Cech, Dekure and Raheem Sterling is the best signings. Kane and Salah uh, in a mildly frustrating shares for the Golden Boot. Scotty Twocoats as the first manager sacked. And Crystal Palace is a surprise team. Um, James Knowlton has City winning the league. Liverpool second. Arsenal third. He's been at the glue as well. Spurs fourth. Brentford, Bournemouth and Fulham down. Scotty Twocoats. Yeah, lots of glue being sniffed. Um, who else is Stephen Scragg? Liverpool City, Spurs, Chelsea, Jesse Marsh, first manager sacked. Darwin Nunes, the best new signing. Uh, Dan Club, he's got Lampard, first manager sacked. By the looks of things, the only person. Oh, Jeff Golding picked Man City to win the league. And so did James Knowlton. Everybody else picked Liverpool. Uh, Scott Parker is. Him and Lampard are the two most frequently named to be first manager sacked. Forrest, the surprise team across the board. Uh, Gabriel Jesus getting the most shouts as best new signings is just baffling. Salah to win the golden boot. Uh, most people seem to think Fulham and Bournemouth will go down. Um, yeah. Yeah. And a mix then of Spurs, Chelsea. Most people have Spurs in the top four. Some people think Chelsea will get top four. Some think Arsenal will get top four. Uh, so there, that's all there. Analyzing the Liverpool squad. Uh, a bit on Nat Phillips. Liverpool coach enjoys fans to enjoy the special ride. No, we'll enjoy trophies. You Just bring us the league title and the Champions League. That's what we'll enjoy. And then don't tell us what we should and shouldn't enjoy. How about that? Uh, refs, rules, subs and more what's new in the Premier League uh, Chelsea in talks with former Liverpool sporting director Michael Edwards don't believe that to be true personally Liverpool.com then um, Liverpool have a double advantage over Manchester City of course they would otherwise how would you get your clickbait Jurgen Klopp wants 46 million transfer as quickly as possible as Liverpool suffer double injury blow. What is this? This is probably going to be complete and utter, utter nonsense, but we'll have a look anyway. Uh, Man City battle for 67 million Real stars. Yerry Pino, if you paid 67 million for him, you'd be out of your mind. Uh, double injury setback, Ibu and Curtis Jones. Bayern Munich forward linked. Who's the Bayern Munich forward? Oh, Leroy Sané. Um, I love Leroy Sané. We have no need for Leroy Sané at the club, unfortunately. So, no, we won't be signing uh, Leroy Sané. Liverpool underestimated, underestimated once again as Gary Neville has not learned lesson with Man City call. When he called them to win the league last year, they won the league last year. He called them to win the league the year before and they won the league the year before. So, I mean, like we, we do have to be fair about this. Liverpool may have helped... Sorry, Man City may have helped Liverpool decide new Mo Salah role. Uh, would that be the same role that he played last season, where he played quite wide and mo and um, 
Trent played quite narrow, and uh, Henderson flounced about as a, a number ten type of player. Same role he played last year. Steven Gerrard just passed key Liverpool transfer test as 20 million Aston Villa deal now confirmed. What is this tripe? Oh, it's Carney Chukwemeka. Well, Gerrard handled it terribly. So, I mean, if that's him passing a key Liverpool test, then I would be very concerned about the future of the club. Uh, Barcelona won 67 million Trent Alexander-Arnold. I, I mean, they could probably loan him for an afternoon to teach set pieces for that price. Certainly wouldn't be buying him for anything close to that. Uh, you'd be looking at, I'd say, probably 150 million for Trent if he was on the market right now. Uh, lots of new podcasts. Lots and lots of them. There is a Pro Plus Transfer Roundup with Guy Drinkle and Dave Davis. Mr. Setti is back for another rival recon, taking a look at Arsenal. Jan and Trev kick off their fifth season together on Moby on the Spot. Check that one out. Part two of the Under Pressure pre-season uh, pre preview, or season preview, season preview. Uh, it's out. Mr. Kenneth, also known as Nat Phillips' dad, uh, Simon Brundish and Daniel Rhodes all out having a good old chat about what's coming up. So do check that out. Check out part one, obviously, first, and then check out part two. And the best thing going, Mindfield. Alan Andrew back again to talk about the new season. Do check that one out. It is going to be a belter. I, don't, I haven't even listened to it yet because it's just gone live. I know it's going to be a belter. So do you. If you've listened to any of them, you know they're always good. It is a shame that Al's from Drogheda. You know, he, he's very jealous of myself and Trev being from the county of Meath. He's from Louth. Think of it like, you know, wanting to be from Liverpool, but actually being from, like, Stoke. That That's kind of where we are. Um, anyway. Two articles up on the site as well for your reading pleasure. Stephen Smith has a piece up entitled How Liverpool Have Evolved in a Year. And he also has a piece up about the Fulham game, a preview for the Fulham game. So do check both of those out. Look after yourself over the weekend. We will have post-match Raw immediately following Liverpool's comprehensive victory over Fulham. Uh, there will be a Nina Kauser show, I believe, as well after the game. So if you want to call in, that can be an option for you on that one. And uh, that's it. That is me for today. That's me for the week. I'll see you Monday. Take care of yourselves. Don't do anything stupid over the weekend. You, you know who I'm talking to as well. You know, as I say this, you're hearing this. You know I'm talking directly to you. Don't do anything stupid over the weekend. Just behave yourself. Limit the intake. And carry on. Take care, bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. 
The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.